It's Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. You can watch us on Twitch as well. Twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Tyler Rocky in for the guys tonight. They were in for Greeny today from 10 to noon. They'll do the same on Monday. 10 to noon, live and local all day. Black and Abdallah in for Greeny on Monday. Be sure to be there with us on ESPN 1000, however you may listen. Tyler Rocky in for the guys tonight until 8 o'clock. Then we'll have the odds couple for you with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North. Talking a lot of football today. Justin Fields, you know, all these talking heads right now. They're going out and saying, you know, the Bears should go out and trade Justin Fields. We've heard it from Todd McShay. We've heard it from Mike Tannenbaum. We've heard it from Colin Coward. The list goes on and on and on. All the different people that think, time to move on from Fields. And I'm sure there's some of you out there that agree with those assessments as well. Go out, trade Justin Fields, get the picks, and then build around a quarterback that you draft number one overall in this year's NFL draft. I'm on the opposite end. I think you build around fields and you trade away that number one pick. And I talked about it last night, but preferably try to get more 2024 assets to build around and kind of extend other people's rookie clocks, not necessarily Justin Fields's. All right. But all of a sudden, you know, there, everyone's got a price, right? Everything's got a price. So when you look at fields and you say to yourself, all right, If I can guarantee Justin Fields is as good as quarterback X over the course of their career, and you don't know what you're going to get with Chase, with with Bryce Young, with C.J. Stroud, with Will Levis, with Anthony Richardson, you don't know what you're going to get with any of those guys, right? You're rolling the dice. Now, you can trust your scouts, and they can like what they like, but you, you're taking a gamble if you're taking a quarterback number one overall. How good does Justin Fields have to be over the course of his Bears career for you to not want to take the gamble on one of these other rookie quarterbacks? 312-332-3776. I've given my answer. And I'm not saying that this is as good as I think or as good as I want Justin Fields to be. But if Justin Fields can be as good as Dak Prescott, over the course of his NFL career, I'm good with not venturing behind the draft doors and trying to figure out and retool this thing and rebuild again with a new quarterback. I'm good to not venture down the quarterback road here. 312-332-3776. What do you think? Bobby is on the south side. What's going on, Bobby? Hey, how are you doing? Good. Who what cares you got? What Colin, who cares what Colin Coward says? This young man has proven to us Throughout the course of this season, he has what it takes for the Bears. To compare him to any potential NFL player, or even any current NFL player for that matter, I I think is ridiculous. He has shown that even given a minimal amount of protection from an offensive line, this young man could carry a team. And uh, you know what? He's got, he has what it takes in my opinion he will be to our city for football what michael jordan was to basketball Whoa. if we got him some help and you know what he's got balls like grapefruits <laughs> he's got the wheelbarrow out right he's a tough young man my money's on him 
Yep, that that's one thing, Bobby. Appreciate the phone call. One thing, Justin Fields, say what you want about him, whether you like him, whether you don't like him. One thing that you can say unequivocally, Justin Fields may be the toughest SOB in town. He might be. I mean, the way that he plays the position and takes some hits and just gets back up, there's nothing, and it, it goes back to his college days too when he was in the college football playoff. There's nothing that Justin Fields needs to prove to me in the toughness department. I said that last year as well when th- th- there were some things down the, the stretch of whether or not he should go out and play injured too. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. David Lockport, what's going on? Hey, guys. Love your show. Thank you. I got a few things to say. I hope I don't get shut off. As far as the number one draft pick, mm-hmm. I'm 46 years old. I've seen the Bears screw up draft picks time after time again. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling they're going to screw this one up again. Justin Fields, I like him. He's an exciting player. But the word development drives me nuts. You're either a quarterback or you're not. You got the guy in San Diego, Herbert, comes mm-hmm. in. Most touchdowns in the first two years of any quarterback in the NFL. You either can play the position and or you can't. And everyone says you don't have players around him, this and that. Well, you know, I, I've called Sylvie and Waddle and Yurko and Carmen. At the end of the day, a good quarterback makes the players around him better. So if we draft all these all pros, this and that, does Justin get the credit? or the people around him. You either play the position or you can't. And this development thing, I just, no. You either can't, you're either a quarterback or you're well, not. Well, here, here's what I would End say. Story. Here's what I would say to, to that, David. You brought up Justin Herbert, right? Justin yeah. Herbert's someone who needed development. He was a guy who a lot of people thought would come out of college early and go into the NFL draft, and a lot of people thought he would be the top quarterback selected in the NFL draft that year that he could have come out, but instead he opted to go back to college. That's development. That is going out and getting coached. Look at Patrick Mahomes. Development was paramount. You look at pretty much not everyone is God's gift to quarterbacking. Not everyone is Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Trevor Lawrence. There's very few of those. Look at Jalen Hurts. That's a great development story there. Patrick Mahomes, development was necessary there. Development is a huge part of playing the quarterback position because there's very few guys that are just born ready to do this. Tom Brady, the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest football player of all time. That's development. And that's why I'm not giving up early on Justin Fields. Oh, I'm not giving up on him. Like Mm -hmm. you brought up Tom Brady. You know, he had a Gronk. But besides that, you had Randy Moss for one year. I mean, Edelman. Top receiver, this and that. Brady, I love watching him play. Pressure coming on him, throws the ball in the dirt. He doesn't worry about trying to make a play. He knows he has another down to experience. And he did that early on in his, in his career. Herbert, yeah, he stayed another year in college, and he's got some stud receivers. Ellen, you know, he's got the people around him to make him productive. But everyone always claims that Justin doesn't have the people. Yeah, but I get that. And I'm a fan. I hope he's a Hall of Famer and has a great career and we win a few Super Bowls with him. But if you need the players around you to make you better, how does that say what your talent level is that you need the all-pros to make you get to the next level? He's supposed to make the players around him 
get to the next level. And I think he has. Yeah, like look at a guy like Cole Komet. Cole Komet has struggled mightily the first two years of his career. I would say Justin Fields helped make him a little bit better. I agree. Yeah, no, he over the first few years he was he was abysmal. Yeah. They should have cut him. Yeah. But no, he has done better. But, all right, thanks for the call, David. We got to run. All right. Yeah. All right. Thanks. That's David in Lockport. This is breaking news on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN One Thousand. How about this? A little bit of late night Bears news here from Adam Schefter. According to Schefter, per sources. The Bears are releasing defensive end Al-Qadeen Muhammad. Al-Qadeen Muhammad was a guy who started nine games for the Bears, appeared in 16 this season, didn't have a good season at all, just one sack. But a lot of people were talking about uh, Al-Qadeen Muhammad as a guy who he was coming over with Matt Eberflus as a guy who's familiar with the defense. He still had one year left on his contract. And again, we talk all the time about, oh, dead cap numbers, not, not going to do any sort of damage here money-wise. And uh, 500 grand was his dead cap number for this upcoming season. But really an unproductive year from Muhammad this past season. And this is a curious cut here for the Bears because he only had one year left on his deal. It's not like you needed to save his money at all. It creates an extra $2 million in cap space here for the Bears. But it's not like this is a team that's strapped for money right now. Kind of a curious uh, work here by, by Ryan Poles, getting rid of Muhammad. I don't think this says, oh, they love Will Anderson so much. They're going to now all of a sudden target a defensive end. But I do think that this was an interesting move here by the Chicago Bears releasing Al-Qadeen Muhammad. I'm sure we'll find out a little bit more later. But that's the news from Adam Schefter for just minutes ago here. The Bears are releasing defensive end Al-Qadeen Muhammad. Started nine games on the defensive line for the Bears. Only had one sack after having a six-sack season the year before with the Indianapolis Colts. 312-332-3776. All right, we can do this tonight. I think we can do this tonight. We go to Mitchell in displays. What's up, Team Mitchell? What's up, Team Aaron? How you doing? Can you hear me okay? I got you loud and clear. What's going on, oh, Mitchell? Uh, first of all, you know, you bring up an interesting, uh, what I call question, but I'm going to give you a little twist. All right. Uh, the twist away. The quarterback, obviously, is Aaron Rodgers, okay? The greatest quarterback, I think, in the history of the game, okay? Besides Mahomes, who's obviously is going to probably have the most accolades, but as a pure passer, which we don't have. You know, see the problem is that Mitchell. I would agree with you. Actually, I agree okay. with you on that. I I think the in terms of like legacy. When I talk about greatest player ever, I'm talking about overall legacy. Like I don't think we can yeah. argue here that Rodgers has a better legacy than Brady. Right? Like you can't say that. Right. But I I do agree with you. I do think that Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. But I do think right. that Patrick Mahomes ultimately will surpass him on that. He will, and also, uh, what you call Aaron Rodgers is really into astrology. Okay, he's a he's a Sagittarius with a Scorpio rising, which gives him a lot of just I don't care about your attitude, and you know he's going to be a detractor. But listen, he's a skilled player. Getting back to your um, question about the Bears and like who they should be, uh, look, I'm going to give you a little twist because I'm a historian. Okay, I'm a lot older than most of your thing, and I couldn't care less. Okay, I've been watching the Bears since 1969. 
So nice. what the Bears need to find is because we don't have a passer with Justin Fields. You can call him whatever you want, but the problem is in two years, and listen, for all those people that bring up Ohio State, that's the college game, folks. It's a slower game. Justin Fields has a lack of touch torque and what I call zip on his throws. He takes too long to throw in rhythm, which was just picked up by ESPN on some show on your early morning show. Some guy said the executive thing was an was a expert. So I don't want to hear these are not random takes that I have. Justin Fields is just not, he's playing out of position. He's a guy that has never been accountable for his flaws with his mechanics. Now, getting back to your question, what I want to, I want to put this in a typo so that it gives you some perspective about people who follow the Bears besides Centennials, okay? Now, historically speaking, I would go with Jay Cutler, Vince Evans, because they had the strongest arm, and you need a passer, right? Mm-hmm. And they had wheels. Then you got McCown because he ran the two-minute offense in the best of the Bears' history. And then I would go with Eric Kramer because he has the highest record for the Bears' passing record in the Bears' history. And also... All four of those quarterbacks, they all beat the Green Bay Packers. Vince Evans in 1980 beats the Green Bay Packers 61-7, to okay? Has a great relationship with a guy named James Scott, Brian, Bad, uh, Brian Bagnesh, Brian Bagnishel. Um, and, you know, Mitchell, yeah. my, uh, my parents, or I used to live in Bashnagel's house. No way. The, we, had the, we had the address, yeah. So, like, we would get some of his mail. No, Brian Bagnet, you live in his actual home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't his home. I think we just had the same property. It was the same address, and then we wow. built a house there. But we would get you know, his mail. Talks, what people don't understand about Brian Bashnagel is that he plays from the Bears from 76 to 1986. And he's actually on that Bears roster on the, uh, the Super Bowl. But he, that, that year in training camp, he goes down. He's like one of the oldest guys. He goes down with the, um, an injury. They put him on IR. Now, he... Uh, you know, everyone talks about Tom Waddle as a slot receiver. He, Brian Bashnagel took more hits over the middle than, than Tom Waddle could ever do. Tom Waddle only played for six years. Okay. Oh, Bashnagel, we're calling out Waddle's credentials now? No, no, I'm just saying that, okay, Brett, listen, Tom Waddle was a very gifted player, but he only played for six, five or six seasons. Six seasons, I believe. Hmm. Bashnagel plays for 11, all with the Bears. And I think, you know, years later, he becomes like an equipment manager or he, he's somehow associated with the, the organization. But what I, I listen, it's a moot point. The fact of the matter is that, look, the Bears have to get they have, they have to ask the fundamental question, Tyler, is this. The Bears don't have a passer. You had the greatest running game, Montgomery, Evans, and uh, was it Huber? Uh, yep. cool. well, and okay. Fields. And, you, and Fields. Yeah, right. And well, th- th- that's my point. That you can't listen. You got to offset the two. If you have a great running game, you need to complement it and supplement with a great passing game, which Justin Fields cannot do. The statistics don't lie, folks. I'm not just saying this. Because I don't. I don't know Justin Fields. This is not a personal attack, and that's the problem with these Centennials. They think that you're attacking him. No, it's you can't throw for two thousand two hundred and forty-six yards in one season and expect to compete our division. We were last. We lost to our division opponents twice. We were last in the conference. So you can't the, – this is the biggest problem I have, Tyler. And maybe you being a young Centennial can give me some insight because I can't I – can't, because older people are going to call you out. You can't say that Justin Fields is the future GOAT. And they you misuse that Whoa, term. When did I say he's the future GOAT? No, I'm not talking about you. I'm oh, just okay. talking about the overwhelming arc of what I call on social media. And I, I want to just make that very perfectly. I'm talking about you. You're not, you, you are not that person. Okay, you've never been that person, but I'm talking about the overarching what I call uh, messaging that's out there that somehow Justin Fields is this greatest thing since Spice Well, no, he's not. Last in the division, last in the conference. 
can't throw for more than 200 and, you know, 2,246 yards. And by the way, you have to start with the division. Dicka didn't ask Matt, Jim McMahon to be developed. Okay, for older people or people that watched the Bears for decades, they're not used to having this term develop. When uh, when you had uh, Lovey Smith, he 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 goes and gets a guy named Kyle Orton, right? Mm-hmm. He starts that year to go eleven and five. You think that uh, Lovey Smith asked Kyle Orton who was the better player by than, than Rex Grossman? He go he, he never asked him to be developed. And we from Trubisky to now this you know to Justin Fields, we have this developmental process like this is some kind of CFL league. No, no. The problem is that we are last in our division, and all the accolades you want to put on Fields for basically having these erroneous rushing yards it means nothing. We never won those games. You can't go three and thirteen or yeah. Can't go three and fourteen, lose ten games in a row, and then at the same time have the temerity, Tyler. Okay, half your audience doesn't even understand that term. Okay, about saying how he's going to be what I call the the next greatest thing. No, it doesn't work that way. You've got to win your division. Dicka came in in '82 and he goes, "Look, I'm going to change All the right, culture." Mitchell, let's get to the bottom line here, quick. The bottom line is this: you go on with somebody else, find somebody that is that 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 polls likes, and they listen polls in the entire staff know that Justin Fields is flawed with the passing. They're going to go out. They're going to find all, another player that fits what they like. And I'll tell you this right now. The, all these other reports, they're very accurate, folks. Because you know why? That is the, the bottom, bottom line. line. All right. You have a good night, Mitchell. That's Mitchell in displays. 312-332-3776. All calls welcome on this Friday night here on Black and Abdallah. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow the show on Twitter at Chris Black and at Adam A. Abdallah. the news, the Bears have released Al-Qadeen Muhammad. And you may be saying, Who, who's that? Well, he started nine games for the Bears last season on the defensive line. Only had one sack. Did appear in 16 total games. But it frees up about $4 million in cap space now for the Chicago Bears. So a team already with a ton of cap space they have added another $4 million. That should get them about or close to $100 million for this upcoming offseason. So a little more extra wiggle room for Ryan Poles this upcoming offseason. Should be exciting, but still a kind of a, a curious cut. You thought even at, at worst, Muhammad may be a good sort of depth piece because we know how important depth can be in the NFL. Uh, you, you can't predict injuries and stuff like that. I don't think this says anything about the Bears' draft strategy because you could just slot Will Anderson in if you had drafted him over a Al-Qadeen Muhammad. But it is a sort of an interesting cut here for the Bears because they don't need the money, um, and it wouldn't hurt to have the depth piece. And it's a guy who's familiar with Matt Eberflus's system because he did come over from Indianapolis. So interesting move. But the Bears releasing Al Qadeen Muhammad, adding another four million in space. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Dave is on the Gold Coast. Dave, what's going on? Hey Tyler, how are you? I'm good. What you got for us tonight? Hey, I really hope you uh, give me the same amount of time that you gave Big Dummy in displaying. Um, 
Because as I'm a, I'm a season ticket holder for the Colts, and I'm a diehard Colts fan. I live downtown Chicago, and I like the Bears, and I want to see them win because my nephew likes them and all that good stuff, okay? But when I listen to Big Dummy talk about how Justin Fields is in the past and how the college game is slower, my first response would be, it was also slower for Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan, Neil O'Donnell, um, Deshaun Watson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and all that good stuff, right? And then what Big Dummy fails to realize is that Justin Fields is talented. And when he talks about he can't pass, I would argue the starting quarterback at Niles West High School has better receiver talent than the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields also doesn't have an offensive line. Justin Fields also doesn't have a great run game, mediocre at best. He also doesn't have a, a tight end. He doesn't even have a number two quality wide receiver. Um, and so as somebody who, as a big Colts fan, right, just it fascinates me when I listen to people like Big Dummy and other Bears fans talk about Justin Fields. When you look at his first two years and you look at what he did last year, you saw clips where he can pass. You saw how he's poised in the pocket. And you saw his IQ is at a high level because he knows when to scramble, right? So, you know, when I sit here and I look at Bears, it's just it boggles my mind you know, how set they are in terms of a quarterback and how many Bears fans are sitting here thinking they should just dump them because they have, like, you know, deers blinded by the headlights with the number one pick, right? And so I, I just don't understand it. So help me understand why the approach or the, the look on Justin Fields is like this. Is because the Bears have been so irrelevant for so long, they don't know what a good quarterback is if it's slapping in the face. Like, what is it exactly? Because in my mind, if you guys offered us Justin Fields, for Jonathan Taylor, for Shaquille Leonard, like, I would take it. If you guys offered us Justin Fields for the number four pick and Jonathan Taylor, Shaquille Leonard, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, we would take it. Like, as a Colts fan, I sit here and I I say, if we had Justin Fields, even with our below-average line, with the talent we have as skill players, we would have had a much better season. So I, I, I think if I'm a Bears fan, I sit here and I'm like, I'm thankful I have Justin Fields. I don't dump him, and, and, and I build around him. You guys have nothing around him, nothing. And he's still got, what, 2,000 yards rushing? He's the reason you guys even won those three A little games. over 1,000. If he wasn't there, you guys wouldn't even have won a game. Yeah. Okay, Dave, you, you say you're a Colts fan, right? Yes. All right, let's work, let's work out a trade here. What, what, what do you – when you hear about the Colts – and the prospects of trading for the number one overall pick. First of all, do you even want the number one overall pick? Listen, if I can get C.J. Stroud, like, yes, I would take it. At one but, or at, at four? At, at one, because I don't think C.J. Stroud will be there at number one. He's by far the best quarterback in this class com- coming up. Like, I, I don't, as a Colts fan, I don't want anybody else if I can't get C.J. Stroud. Otherwise, it's like suck for three years until Arch Manning comes. And then guys like Big Dummy will call and say, oh, the game, the college game is slower uh, and sound like a moron. Like, like, you understand? So as a Colts fan, I would love to have Justin Fields. If you guys want to trade us Justin Fields for the number, for the fourth pick, like, I would take that in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat. And I wouldn't even blink because that's all we need is a quarterback. And for some reason, Bears fans have a quarterback and they're like, well, let's dump him and let's take a shot on somebody else and have to start over again and have to rebuild around that same guy and have the same conversation. It makes no sense. Yeah. And, and, I, moved, and I moved here from Indy, and, and it's fascinating to me because I just think Bears fans, or maybe sometimes Chicago sports fans, can be so stupid, and it blows <laughs> my mind. They can be so dumb. It blows my mind. Like, dumb. 
I listen to Big Dummy, and I have people, friends that work in sports media in Indianapolis, and I get why guys like Waddle and you, like Big Dummy, and other people like that just talk and talk, because stupid substance gets people like me to call in. So it works. I get it. But anyways, I love listening to you, man. I'll keep listening to you. So have a good night. Thanks for the call, Dave, and, and best of luck to your Colts. Hopefully we can fleece you in the upcoming NFL draft. 312-332-3776. More of your calls on Black and Abdallah coming up next. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Black and Abdallah tonight, 312-332-3776. It's an all-calls welcome Friday presented by the Chicago Hounds, Chicago's new professional rugby team. Tio is in Elgin. What's up, Tio? Hey, Tyler. How are you doing? Good. What you got for us tonight? You had the, the so, best all-calls Friday call from last week talking about you found a turtle that had been yeah. buried beneath, what, beneath a pool for 15 yeah, like, years? Yeah, and I and I backed you out of my sister house. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you got for us yeah. tonight? So I got a couple of questions. First mm-hmm. of all, about the draft. Um, you say you were um, maybe trying to get a quarterback in the late rounds. Yeah, like I rounds five, first. six, seven. Yeah. Yeah, but who do you would pick if you want got a chose to pick a quarterback from the late round? I'm not going to lie, Tio. I haven't done enough draft research to look at fifth, sixth, and seventh round quarterbacks. Uh, again, you're drafting a, a backup quarterback here, so mm-hmm. you just want to get someone younger, someone fresher in there. But I, I don't have a a fifth, sixth, seventh round quarterback oh. in mind. So sorry to disappoint you there. That's okay. And then um, a question about yesterday. You were mentioning about uh, you, not, you don't like mayo, right? Mayo, mayonnaise? No, hate mayo. You're like you, you're like. Um, like Chris. <laughs> yes, I am like Chris in that regard. Yep. Yeah, because I'm, uh, I, I talked to him a couple of times about uh, I'm, I'll be, I like mayo and everything. I put like on my tacos, on my pasta, on my rice. So it was just <laughs> weird that you, you don't like mayo <laughs> like Chris. Yeah. No, I, I'm not a mayo guy. I If you high, like disguise mayo from me, like some people... Always bring up, well, do you like Portillo's chocolate cake? Yes, I like Portillo's chocolate cake. I understand there's a lot of mayonnaise in there. I don't taste oh. the mayonnaise, though. So that's why I'm okay with it. Okay. And you don't like Cinco de Mayo near? <laughs> um, I do like Cinco de Mayo. I don't like Cinco de Mayo, though. Right, I'll say <laughs> Okay, man. Thanks for taking my call and have a nice weekend. You as well. Thanks to you. You're the Bears, man. Yep, Bye. go Bears. 312-332-3776. Chase is on the south side. What's up, Chase? Hey, what up, Tyler? What's what happening, What up, man? Chase? What's happening, bro? Hey, hey, man. Manning's on cake? Who, who, put, who put that on there? Who put what on? Manning's on chocolate cake. Oh, not on chocolate cake. It's an ingredient in chocolate cake. Oh, I'm with you, man. I'm not really a mayonnaise mayo guy either. I hate mayonnaise. I've always hated that. I don't like it at all either. Me neither. I, I, I'm not a mayo guy. Mayo in a sandwich? No, thank you. I'll pass. No, me either. Me either. I, I hate mayonnaise. I'm always saying since I was little. 
I never liked them, man. It's like I eat it like like potato salad or coleslaw. I don't even like coleslaw like that. Yeah, I don't. Salad, I don't do maybe. coleslaw either. Yeah, like potato salad, maybe I'll try. It. But other than that, no, no, I'm good. But um, the reason why I call, man, is I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm getting, I've been getting frustrated, irritated, annoyed by a lot of these callers and watching these TV shows about the training Justin and. And here, and first of all, why don't why do you got is there a way where you guys can block uh, Mitch? I mean, he seems like a good guy, but is there a way where you guys can block him? No, it, uh, Chase, safe. you know the rules. You know the rules. I know, all calls I know, welcome, I know. even yours. I know, I know, I know. I know. Sometimes, listen, I know I make some stupid things, but I just be goofing around having fun. But this guy, he he actually believes what he says, which is really ironic. But I ain't called a bad thing though. All I'm saying is the reason why I get annoyed about hearing this is because here's my thing, right? Let's say the Bears do trade Justin, right? Mm-hmm. And they end up drafting Bryce Young, okay? Now, here's what's going to happen. Justin, let's say they trade him to, I don't know, like the Colts, okay? And he goes to the Colts, and he looks like, you know, a superstar there. Like, and he wins a Super Bowl there. And Bryce Young comes here, and he plays like crap. Mm-hmm. Now, what, is, what does that mean? That means that the same people, like guys like Mitch and all of them, they're going to be like, they're going to be Bryce Young's first game of the regular season where he has a bad game. They're already going to be ready to run him out of town. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you get mm-hmm. what I'm coming from, right? Right. Because and the reason why I'm saying that is this. I, I've said before, I, I believe Justin – is, a good, is going to be a good quarterback. Whether he becomes a great quarterback, it's still an unknown. I believe, I've seen enough where I believe that he that he's because I've seen him make some throws where he throws an accurate ball, and I keep playing that game against Miami where he made an accurate throw to E.Q. St. Brown and he drops it. So I keep hearing all this talk about he can't throw. I've seen him make deep, accurate throws to players, and they drop it. Mm-hmm. So all this talk, listen, Yes, he does hold on to the ball long. He does need development. But to sit there and say that, oh, yeah, he's not – he can't throw. He's a running back. I really get annoyed when I hear that because I've seen him make throws. I've seen him make throws in college. I've watched his college highlights. And I said, man, this guy got an arm. If he just piece it together, he could become – not a, maybe not an all-time great, but he could become a, a, like a Donovan McNabb. I would say that's the comparison I would give him with Donovan McNabb because that's where I'm, I would say if he becomes Donovan McNabb with earlier the Eagles, I'll be okay with that. If I'll take a Donovan. That. I'll take a Donovan McNabb here, Chase. Yeah. Appreciate the phone call. That's, all right, man. Have a good one. Yep, you have a good weekend. That's Chase on the South Side today. Tame Chase today. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Jimmy Mack in Orland Park. What's up, Jimmy? Man, a lot of people ripping on Mitch. Uh, I don't. I. Uh, I don't feel bad for him after hearing that call. That. That was uh, an all timer there. I got. I got to say too. He might want to double check the stats. Uh, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts might have something to say about guys that uh, that kind of started out a little bit slower and um, you know are are perennial like playoff quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts. I. Th- I think Justin Fields' second season, if I'm not mistaken, is statistically better than Jalen Hurts with a much worse supporting cast. I think he threw, threw for more touchdowns, passing touchdowns, and I think he threw for more yards. I have to double-check that, but I'm pretty positive. And you saw the jump that Jalen Hurts made this year when you give him a couple, uh, you know, you, you fixed up the pass rush and you give him A.J. Brown 
and and wonderful things happen. Same, yeah, he threw play. for more touchdowns. He didn't throw for more yards, though. Um, right, which and then, makes yeah. sense when you when you figured that they switched basically to a a running. <laughs> they ran mm-hmm. the ball like all the yeah. time. Um, and and I got to say this too, like you know, people are calling Justin Fields. Oh, he's just a running quarterback. No, he's not just a running quarterback. He might be <laughs> the greatest running quarterback of all time. He, he was not a running quarterback in high school, not a running quarterback at Ohio State, was not a running quarterback his rookie year with the Bears. He didn't start – they didn't start designing quarterback runs and build that offense that way until, like, week five this year, and he still almost – and I think he missed a couple games, and he still yeah. almost broke Lamar Jackson's record for most uh, rushing yards in a season. So, mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you're not just talking about a guy who – you know he can he can pick it up and move when he needs to. That might be the greatest rushing quarterback <laughs> of all time. Uh, he definitely would have had the, the 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 single season record had they been doing that all season and had he not missed a couple games. So no, I'm sorry, I I, I have no idea where the he's not a passer came from. And I I know Mitch wants to ignore Ohio State. Sorry, you can't do that. Uh, and plus, that's what you're grading the current prospect class off of is what they're doing in college right now and i would argue that bryce young probably has just as much of a, of a situation where you're saying he, he's probably playing with the best offensive line maybe not the weapons justin fields had but he's got a pretty good situation at alabama i have no idea if he's going to be able to do that when he comes to the bears so that's all you can go off of right now is what he's doing in college if you're going to make the switch from justin fields to one of these guys in the draft and justin fields i mean i think what was it, pre-pandemic at Ohio State, he threw like 44 touchdowns and like two picks? Like, what are you talking about? That guy can't throw the ball. He was the most accurate quarterback that pro football focus ever graded in college. And I know they've only been measuring the stat, whatever pro football focus has only been around for like a, a decade or so. But you're talking about the last, you know, decade or so of prospects coming out, and he was the most accurate college quarterback they ever graded. So, yeah. like, I have no idea where this narrative came from that the guy can't throw the ball. He threw. I like. What did you did you miss the the, the, the New York Giants game, the Minnesota Vikings game, the, the Miami Dolphins game? Where yeah. he, I mean, I like. I have no idea what the, these people are watching where they say he can't throw the ball. The Bears put nothing around him. Didn't Darnell? Didn't Darnell Mooney have a one thousand yard receiving thousand uh, yard receiving season with him at the helm last year? Even in Matt Nagy's defunct offense, like uh, the guy. Can, I think he did. I'm Mooney pretty sure did, Mooney yeah, 10:55 last year. Okay, so the guy can throw the ball. They don't have any receivers around him. I don't even. I don't know if Luke Getzey's a good off. It's not like you got Andy Reid over there in Kansas City. I have no idea if Luke Getzey knows what he's doing or not. You saw for the first five weeks or so of the season, they tried to run a different offense. They had no weapons. Nobody was getting open. No separation. And when guys did get open, you had Dante Pettis and even. Darnell Mooney dropping game-winning touchdown passes. So, yeah, I, I saw enough out of him to, to say that. And I think he was still completing over, like, 60% of his passes. Just, Justin Fields can throw the ball just fine. Yeah. What is awesome about last year, is, about this past season, is you found, a, you, you found out maybe you have the, the next Michael Vick at quarterback. And if you can put an offensive line in front of him, give him some weapons, you might see that jump that you saw out of, Josh Allen when he got Stephon Diggs and Tua when they gave him Tyree Hill and Jalen when they got him AJ Brown. Yeah, I think I'm willing to stick around and see if. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, if, if I'm willing to give Fields another season. I based agree. Off what- yep, 
Thanks so much for the call, Jimmy. Appreciate it. 312-332-3776. We only got a little bit of time left here on Black and Abdallah. I do want to squeeze in everybody's call here on this All Calls Welcome Friday. That's coming up next here on Black and Abdallah. Tyler Rocky in for the guys until 8 tonight. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah are back on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Thank you to Kendra Smith and Jake Cantu for producing tonight's show of Black and Abdallah. Tyler Aki sitting in with you until 8 o'clock. Then we've got the odds couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North coming up. Black and Abdallah, we're in for Greeny today from 10 to noon. You can check out the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever you get your podcast. This is an All Calls Welcome Friday. I've had a lot of fun with all of you tonight on the phone lines, 312-332-3776. Ron, Tinley Park, what's up? What's going on, Tyler? How you doing, brother? Good. What you got for us tonight? Man, that caller, he had a couple a couple callers ago. That guy was crazy. <laughs> Mitchell? I mean, what kind of drugs is going on? <laughs> the good ones. Yeah, I hear you. Anyhow, keeping Justin Fields is the right move. And let me tell you why. If you take Bryce Young at first, you're back to square one. This is a four-year process. The kid's good. Justin Fields is good. He's shown you he can make every throw. He can move. He can pass. He can do whatever you need him to do. So if you keep Justin Fields, you trade down, you get a plethora of picks, you hit free agency, and the NFL's making it easy for you now. It's parity. They're giving you an extra game, easier schedule. They're letting you be good within a few years. Yeah. And Bryce Young, Bryce Young might be great. He might be better than Justin Fields, better than anybody. But you know what? You don't have an offensive line. You don't have defense. You don't have anything. We, we can't stop the run. You put pieces around Justin Fields, I'm telling you, he, he just keeps aggressing. I mean, I, I see the Bears, and I called, I think, a couple days ago on uh, – with cap in the morning, mm-hmm. and they're so adamant that the Bears won't make the playoffs. They can make the playoffs this coming year. You can't tell me that you make five, six moves with free agency and you draft right. With the way the NFL is, they can't make the playoffs at nine wins, ten wins. They easily can. I, they can. So, I, I mean... Yeah, Ron, I, I think you're right. I think it's in the cards next year, and it's not necessarily that the Bears are going to be so good. It's more of a product of the NFC is going to be so bad. Like, the Correct. Bears should be better than every single team in the NFC Correct. South next year. Correct. Correct. And I just don't understand. And then one guy, you made it personal. You are personally bashing Justin Fields. <laughs> the kid had one full year as a starting quarterback. Do you remember Peyton Manning's first year as a starter? Terrible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just, I just don't get it. Let's keep the kid. Let's go from here. Let's make the playoffs. And keep going from there. That's yeah, it. I agree. Thanks for the call, Ron. You have a good night. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The thing about Fields, and, and if you were to draft Bryce Young, like think about this. All right, we gave Mitchell Trubisky four years in this town, right? If you were to draft a quarterback, you would have given Justin Fields two years in this town. What's the timeline going to be like for gratification on Bryce Young or on C.J. Stroud? Or on Will Levis. Like, if they don't win Rookie of the Year, this town is going to go insane. 
I keep thinking too. I I know it's very unlikely, but say the the Bears do trade Justin Fields. We we draft. We'll go with Bryce Young, right? Mm-hmm. What if we do this dance again next year, right? They don't win right. Rookie of the Year, and then you have and this is where I say it's unlikely. You have the number one pick again. So you're going to do then that with Caleb you Williams. You're going to draft three quarterbacks in the top eleven in four years, and and that's. What does that say to other quarterbacks too that are, are, are trying to make it in the league? Yeah, and what, this is this is quarterback hell. Yeah, and it is a cutthroat city when it comes to quarterbacks as well. R.W. Irving Park, what's up, R.W.? Hey, uh, good. What you got? I hope I can talk about. Hold on, we're missing. We're you're breaking up a little bit. You kind of got a little robot voice to you here. Sorry, brother. Oh, you're good now. All right, I got you. I got you. All right. I was saying, I hope I can talk about some besides Justin Fields. So, all all uh, calls welcome here. All right, brother. Well, the football season's over. I'm a recreational gambler, so mm-hmm. I'm switching my focus to college hoop. Love it. I know you're a big fan, mm-hmm. so I was just going to pick your brain, see if you had any strategies on uh, that non-college ball. Yeah, I, I certainly do. So there's a couple that I like. RW, okay. Uh-huh. Um, I really only dabble in power conferences. Okay? okay. So I don't get into the weeds of these mid major schools that you'd never heard of. I wouldn't I wouldn't do too much of that. Here's mm-hmm. a strategy that I love. All right. It's yeah. it's called Big Monday. I'm not I, so every Monday there's these really big power conference games. It's like the sure. kind of the game of the week, all right? Mm-hmm. Big Monday. Always take the home team and the points. All right. Sometimes okay. they're favorites. Sometimes they're dogs. Take the home teams because it's a quick turnaround. This season, I I started to notice this trend last year. All right. Uh-huh. This season, big Monday home teams are nine and one against the spread. Wow. So I I love riding that. Even though you'll sometimes see unranked teams be favorites against yeah. ranked teams, or they'll be a really short underdog, like a two point underdog. Take the home team. All right. It's going to okay. feel uncomfortable, but you're going to win more times than not. Um, all right. Another thing, too, that I like to do, especially on Saturdays, um, and there's a couple that I, I see already, but anytime you see a really small line, like anything yeah. within three points, I would say, uh-huh. I like home teams a lot. Okay. Um, you'll see it in, in ranked matchups. Like one that sticks out to me for tomorrow, I see Kentucky is a one and a half point underdog at home at against Tennessee. Tennessee. Right. I saw that too. Yeah. Tennessee. And it's weird, right? Like you're a little yeah. uncomfortable. You don't want to take t- Kentucky. They haven't had a great season. Meanwhile, you've got Tennessee. They just beat the number one team in the country and they're ranked 10th in the country. But right. home court advantage is so much in college sports and college basketball. Give yeah. me Kentucky plus the one and a half tomorrow. All right. I it's going to write about the home team thing. Uh, that what I've been doing this past week is uh, ranked teams on the road uh, against um, unranked teams, mm-hmm. I went three and zero this week. So you took the ranked teams on the road? No, I took the, oh, took unra- the, the took unranked the teams. Team, the yes. home team. I like yeah. that. I really like yeah. that strategy. On, on the money line, actually. So on the okay, little Providence extra cash. Yeah. And um, listen, with all the uncertainty in the sport right now, I, yeah. I love it. And the yeah. only time I would caution against that strategy is look at point guards. If there's an experienced senior point guard on one side, because this is a a sport right now that doesn't have a lot of really good point guards, and point guard play is so essential for the the train to get rolling for a team and consistency to be an important thing. Uh The the point guard, if if there's a 
a freshman point guard on the road fade right. that every single time, even that, if that it's a, a super talented top 10, 15 team. I like that one. So were you, were you on your uh, orange man the other night when they when they beat NC against State? NC State? Yes, because it was one of those right. exact scenarios that you laid out. It's a unranked yeah. team at home. Right. Short. I, I I got them. I think as a. I think I, it was like a pick 'em or like plus a half point, whatever. It's right. essentially a pick 'em. Um, right. But I took Syracuse, and yes, I, I did get them to to win against nice. uh, NC State. So, nice. um, yeah, I hope you I hope you won on that as well. Uh, I wasn't on that one, but uh, I, I looked at it. But. All right. Well, selection right, Sunday, three weeks away. So yeah, three weeks I'm, from I'm Sunday. Psyched. Can't wait. I'm a big I'm a big college hoop fan too. So love it, love it. All Appreciate right, the phone call. My Thanks, pleasure. Our, Thanks, R W. All right, that's going to do it for us here on Black and Abdallah tonight. I'll be back with you on Monday from on in this time slot, 6 to 8 p.m. Black and Abdallah will be in for Greeny 10 to noon on Monday. So be sure to be tuned in live and local all day on a Monday here on ESPN 1000. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North is up next. Chicago's home for sports, Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago.